0: Season 3, Episode 1, February the 1st, 2022. Hi, I'm Lewis Lantley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will begin an eight-part series on Christology. Christology is a study of Christ or the doctrine of Christ. We will begin by looking at a high view of the exalted Christ, part one. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 12, we have these wonderful words. First, it comes from Paul, of course, to the believers at Philippi, or I should say Philippi. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross." Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Christ. He is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The four passages of scripture which I'm about to cite will give you a bird's eye view of Jesus before coming to earth. Number one, Genesis chapter three, verse 15. God is talking to the serpent or to Satan. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis 3.15. That is what is called the first gospel. Number two. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there should be no end. And on the throne of David, over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Oh, the zeal of Yahweh will do this. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. Number three. Who has believed what has been heard from us? That's the question Isaiah is raising. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed, the arm of Yahweh? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground, He had no form of majesty that we should look up on him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Isaiah chapter 53, verse one and two. Number four, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed, for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone one to his own way. And the Lord Yahweh has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is laid that is led from slaughter, and like a sheep before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 to 7. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as far as his generation, who consider that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, Isaiah is asking, and they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death. Although he had done no violence, no violence at all, and there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord, it was the will of Yahweh to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord, the will of Yahweh, shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied by his knowledge he shall, shall the righteous one be. My servant, make man to the accounted judgment, the accounted, I should say, righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 8 to 12. In the New Testament, Paul wrote, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from the slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but he is on the guardians and manages until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. In season 2, we were introduced to the order salutis, meaning the order of salvation, meaning the order of salvation. The first phase that of that order is election by the Father, having out of his mere good pleasure from all eternity elected some to everlasting life, did enter into a covenant of grace to deliver them out of the state of misery, and bring them into a state of salvation by a Redeemer. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. In Season 3, we will unpack the second phase of the Ordo Salutis. That is, Redemption by the Son. That's where we'll be going for the next several episodes. uh, We will examine His eternality, that is Christ, His virgin birth, His ministry, His death, His burial, resurrection, ascension, and his present ministry. The glories of his life and ministry are staggering and should be a source of great joy and motivation to love and serve him more faithfully. And I trust as we move through the high view of the Lord Jesus Christ, your love and my love will increase mightily. Here is a praise response. From Psalm 90, verse 1 and 2, Lord Yahweh, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. In John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, we read, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was nothing or not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the doctrine has not overcome it. Did you catch that last clause in verse one? And the word was God. That's that's monumental. And the word was God. That's it. Jesus is God. Does that thrill you? Jesus is God. That's who He is. Well, that's it for now. I'm wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day.